Hey guys, my name is Mavi and I've spent the last 14 years in the plastic surgery and beauty industry, working alongside top board certified plastic surgeons. In that time, I've helped thousands of women in their surgical journey. My passion to educate and help women feel empowered is what led to what we now know as the Big Butts No Lies podcast. Join in on the fun as I talk to plastic surgery experts, friends, and real life patients about all things plastic surgery. Should be fun. Hey guys, I'm super excited about my two girls that I have on today, Eunice and Courtney. I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Go ahead, ladies. I'll go first. Courtney. Uh, <laughs> my name is Courtney. I'm also known as Chicago Massage. Hey guys, hey guys, hey guys. I've been a massage therapist for, oh my God, for about 18 years. At this point, I have a spa background. Most currently for the past about eight to nine years, I've been doing post-op care here in Chicago. I'm fully mobile, so I come directly to you. You do not have to go anywhere because I know you can't drive anyway, but I literally bring everything. I walk you through day zero all the way into we're doing some maintenance. We're doing some body contouring. So I love you. I love your booty. I love your, your babies. I love your puppies and your kitties. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I love it. And, a pet, and pet pigs. And, oh my God. Yes. And, and your pet pigs. I have a client that has a pig. Amazing. This is my bestie, Uni. I've known her since. I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk. Okay. Gonna talk. She's going to talk. We go way back. We go way back way to back. the band. <laughs> to, yeah, to mar- <laughs> marching band guys. Uh, as wool suits and pompadour hats. Anyway, so I'm Eunice and I am here from Chicago. I've been a massage therapist for the last 10 years, 11 if you want to count school. But anyway, it depends on who you ask. And I have worked in a clinical setting for some time straight out of school. Okay. So I started off in a chiropractor's office treating various types of dysfunctions. And my passion with massage was always fascia or pain disturbances. And then later I had my own practice. I've worked in spa settings and I've been mobile for the last mm, year and a half. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so when I first started with post-op care, I started working in a plastic surgeon's office, working with their clients. And so that allowed me to kind of gain some experience in the post-op world. Right. And then I just loved it because it kind of helps me to develop all of my passions that I have, like for me, for you guys. So I love health. I love massage. I love relieving pain. I love postural dysfunctions and fixing them. I love trigger points. I love (laughs) walking through everything. I'll tell you why your butt looks crooked. Uh It has nothing maybe sometimes to do with the doctor's work. It could be your posture. Mm -hmm. And um, I just combine all of my experience to you guys' benefit, to my client's benefit. Yeah. And I do actually like being mobile now. So that makes it way more convenient for you guys, way more discreet. Mm -hmm. And those first few weeks, as you know, a lot of you guys like to not sit for six, six weeks to five months. Six months. I had someone that didn't sit for six months. Yeah. I don't know how they. How? Girl. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. But the point is we're mobile. We come to you and we offer all of the services. That's wood therapy. That's from day one to day 90 to maintenance. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into that later about how long you should be getting massages. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's perfect. So now that you guys heard them introduce themselves, you'll understand why I thought it was such a value for them to come on. And let's tackle the subject yeah. that is probably talked about the most post-op care massages. Mm-hmm. And if you've been on your journey and you've been researching, maybe you're, you've are you already seen your consultation, you're thinking about post-op care, you might hear different opinions. Do you need a massage? Do you not need a massage? How long do you have to be in your garment? Some people don't get in a garment. Some people are only in a binder. And it's a lot of misinformation, a lot of confusion. And you know, with my podcast, what I want is to help women not be confused, make it as easy and as transparent as possible so that they can have an easy journey Mm -hmm. to a bigger booty or a smaller waist. (laughs) Smaller waist. In your face. Yes. What waist? (laughs) What waist? (laughs) Well, you know what? Even if it's not booty, it might be face. Yeah. Let's talk about how important facial massage, Mm -hmm. facial breast massage. 
and breast massage. And pretty much if you've had any work done, you need to be getting some massage. Done. Yes. So I will, I, I tell the story at our workshop that's coming up July 10th, by the way. So get registered. A few more spots left. <laughs> <laughs> I got my breast done in December. I massage my breast so much that my four-year-old thought that when you take your shirt off, you automatically squeeze your boobs. <laughs> and I had to tell her, no, no, no. Mommy has to do that. Mommy has to do that. But, you know, I have so many clients that get, you know, any breast augmentation, a lift, an implant, whatever it may be. And they're afraid to touch themselves. And, you know, you got to touch yourself, you know. <laughs> and well, we'll get into that. But yeah. <laughs> in more ways, in more ways than one in, in some cases. <laughs> but you, they're, they're your breasts. Please touch them, um, especially if, you, if you're getting an implant because the implants are going to be up under your chin. Right. So you got to the massage helps them to fall. And I only see you what, once or twice a week. So, mm -hmm. you know, while I'm not there, you have to be massaging your breasts. So, so you, you touched on um, the importance of facial massages. So I found that I'm surprised that so many people really just kind of like suds their face. Because even if you actually get into washing your face and getting in the nooks and the crannies and all that, you're giving yourself a massage. Mm -hmm. And so lymphatic massage outside of post-op care is just as important. So if you think about preoperatively and postoperatively, they're equally as important for reducing inflammation, clearing out the skin, helping to aid and detoxify. It can help with wrinkles. It can mm -hmm. help with a myriad of things. And so what I have found is that people who... Um, have maybe like a rhinoplasty or you'd, we wouldn't really touch any fillers, but you would work in maybe um, surrounding or complementary areas. But those types of procedures generally will cause, of course, bruising mm -hmm. and swelling in the face but then the, um, or edema. But they will also sometimes the swelling can affect your um, nasal passages. Yep. They can affect your ability to breathe and even swelling outside of a, a procedure for the face, you know, the swelling, it will swell in your whole entire body. Mm -hmm. And so the importance of lymphatic massage, all a true lymphatic massage is going to make you feel better all overall. Over. It's going to decrease the bruising. It's going to help maybe even clear out some sinuses and some uh, allergy issues in mm -hmm. a sense. It helps with uh, BBL face, right? Yes. Which is what we call it because people... You're on your, on your tummy, mm -hmm. everything is coming forward. And when I see them, they're like, why is my face swollen? Well, you're swollen. So you're laying forward. Everything is coming forward. So if you just got a BBL, everybody on Instagram, <laughs> BBL face is not permanent. Um, and give us some love, you guys. We're on live on everybody. <laughs> everybody okay, send us a heart. But BBL face is not permanent. Mm -hmm. That is for certain. What was I going to say? I can't recall what I was going to say. But yeah, that's one thing. When you have fluid in your body, fluid is going to go everywhere. And when I say fluid, I just mean inflammation and swelling. So I think when people say fluid, <sighs> they mean do I have a seroma? Right. <laughs> so when we say fluid and with lymphatic work, we're talking about like fluid dynamics within the body. Mm -hmm. So if you think of your, hey guys, thanks for the, uh, for the love. <laughs> so we're, we're talking about the, um, the, the, pow the fluid dynamic in your body. So when you have an excess of fluid or an excess of fluid, you tend to swell in general, mm -hmm. right? With inflammation. And so you want to decrease that. Pre and post. Yes. So, in you, in your opinion, how many mm -hmm. massages would a female who had, you know, liposuction, tummy tuck, BBL, how many massages? How often would you recommend for them to have their massages? You want to take this? One? I'll go. <laughs> Sometimes um, we talk over each I know. Other, and so, and we, so we, 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 we sometimes look at each other or <laughs> one of us will say pineapples. But anyway, <laughs> I get this question a lot. And my answer is always at the very least five, at least five. Now, if you've come from the Dominican Republic and you've gotten a tummy tuck with your breasts and BBL and thighs um, and, and, thighs, and, and you got your teeth done and then you got the O shot and then you got, uh, you know, <laughs> you're going to need more than five because if you Dominican dolls come back extremely inflamed because their regulations are a little bit different in the DR and they're taking out a little like a lot more fat than um than what we can here in the U.S. Yes, exactly. And so they're going to need way more than five. And combine that with the flight because, yes. you know, mm -hmm. then they, they come off the plane 
inflamed even more just, you know, due to the length of the flight and the travel and things of that nature. Yeah. So minimum five. Minimum. But your typical recommendation? I have clients that start at five and the end of our first visit, they say I need to book five more. So I think we both are in agreement that now we're just going to book 10. We're just going to recommend 10 because sometimes five is not enough. Sometimes, you you know, your foundation was so amazing. You know, we're you're good at three massages, you mm-hmm. know, because um, we're kind of looking like, what what can we do here? You're, you're great. Mm-hmm. Some people need a, bit, a little bit more work than others. There's uh, many factors, just like there are when how you're going to recover from surgery. There's age, right? Mm-hmm. Then there's the shape you were in before you had right. surgery. If how you consistent eat you vegetables. are after <laughs> with your diet after. Were you an avid water drinker before? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you wear your compression consistently? If I, I tell people, if you follow the rules that we give you and that, you know, and read within reasonable expectations, then 10 massages, like, in those first two months should be sufficient. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're going to eat um, here, uh, I know down there in Houston, they've got some nice tasty treats, but here <laughs> in Chicago, if you're going to have a six piece uh-huh. with some mouth sauce, that's chicken wings with the, with the special and you, sauce. Uh-huh. And your gizzards, your gizzards pepper, fried hard. Fried hard, because that's what you want it. <laughs> you know, like you're going to tend to swell more yeah. because those are inflammatory foods. Mm-hmm. And so you want to tweak your diet, okay? You want to be patient and kind to yourself. You want to drink <laughs> buttloads of water, copious amounts of water. You mm-hmm. want to be hydrated. And let's see, you want to stay compressed. Mm-hmm. And then you have to also take into consideration how many procedures you had mm-hmm. and how long were you actually under anesthesia because anesthesia will also cause inflammation. Mm-hmm. And so like a longer procedure, you're probably going mm-hmm. to come out more inflamed mm-hmm. um, than say something that's three hours. You know? Can we talk about the water situation though? I've had to explain (laughs) several times to clients that if you do not drink water and you are already swollen, your body thinks that the water that is in you, that you're holding, you need it. Mm -hmm. So in order for your body to release that swelling, you have to drink water. I am, if, if you've been my client, put it in the chat. Have I asked you, have you gone pee pee? I'm always asking (laughs) Are you going to, are you going to pot? Are you going potty? Have you, you know, have you pooped today? I want to know how many times have you done that? Um, if you're not drinking water, your body's going to tell me people are always like, when is the swelling going to go away? How much water have you drank today? <laughs> Eunice and I shared a client and she was telling me how she didn't drink water. I said, girl, you better drink that water before uh, Eunice comes because she's going to get on your case about it. <laughs> <laughs> me trying to clean up. Excess swelling without you drinking water is like the equivalent of, I don't want to say it's like throwing buckets of water out of a window, but it's the equivalent, <laughs> like, it's just, it's just, it's just stupid work. And yeah. it's, it's and, and honestly it is. And you're wasting your time, my time and your money mm-hmm. because you're not drinking water and I will still give you the best care possible. Exactly. But if you would drink the water, you would get mm, yes. way better, faster, mm-hmm. more quick results in the healing process. What is, can you tell me, can you tell me the difference between cavitation versus ultrasound cavitation? What is that? What's the difference? So they're both very similar and even radio frequency. They're all radio waves, right? They're at a different frequency. So let's say one moves like this, one moves slower, right? And the other one moves like way faster and higher, right? And so each one has a different wavelength. So that's how it's able to affect different areas of the body. Very similar to how uh, imaging ultrasound Mm -hmm. is different than, say, therapeutic ultrasound, which is what you're referencing when you say ultrasound. So therapeutic ultrasound is designed to reduce inflammation. It is designed to help with pain. It is something that you use in physical therapy. It is something that you can use in a chiropractic setting. Mm -hmm. It generally is helpful with removing inflammation. It should be used in particular at particular times. Mm-hmm. Again, this is why it's important to have a professional because mm-hmm. sometimes using ultrasound prematurely and ultrasound cavitation can be harmful to the body. Now, cavitation is designed, those wavelengths are designed to bounce off and to actually make fat cells kind of burst open. Mm-hmm. And then it allows, then the lymphatic system is going to reabsorb that fat 
and then eliminate it. So we know fat cells really don't quite get removed except with lipo. <laughs> right. So they, they shrink. And so mm-hmm. it bursts open and all that fat, gushy goodness, French fries and stuff. Yuni, may I add something though? Pineapples. <laughs> if you have fluid mm-hmm. and you are getting massages and they're giving you ultrasound, that is a big no-no. So just the FYI for everyone out there, if you do have a seroma, like I'm talking about a seroma, or you're still draining, you have fluid coming out of your incisions, you are not to be getting ultrasound. Yeah. Any kind of ultrasound. Period. T. Period. The T. Period. <laughs> it may work sometimes, but it doesn't work. It will harden. All the, time. the fluid yeah. will harden. You also shouldn't use it on really hard tissue either, or what's called ischemic tissue or tissue that is lacking in blood flow. How, okay, I want you guys to give our listeners some tips to make sure that they're finding the right therapist, that they're finding the right person to do their post-op care. What are some things they should look for? So I would say, do they have a website? Do they have everyone's on Instagram, everyone, you know, so do they have an Instagram? Are they posting their work? One thing I mentioned in our workshop is if I go to your, to your Instagram, can I see what you do? I always am going to see my clients and and they say, Oh, I had a massage with so-and-so on Tuesday. And I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. What's her Instagram? Because I like to support. I like to follow. I like to see what the girls are doing. And if I go to your Instagram and I see that you sell lace front wigs, (laughs) it doesn't look like you do massage to me. And not like you can't have uh, more than one hustle because we do. Yeah. Uh, I run off now, but no, (laughs) everything should be separate. Everything should be separate. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, some of my clients know I'm a makeup artist as well. I clean up well, so don't look at me too hard, but I don't have my makeup on my massage account. I have my personal and my makeup account for that. So I should be able to go to your Instagram and see your work, you know, because I want to know who who's, who else is out here in these Chicago streets, you know, doing post-op care. So yeah, I like the, the social media, the website. Yeah, for us, word of mouth, to be honest with you, can be very positive, direct referral. I like to recommend that for when they're looking for their surgeon too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely. Because and then you need to look at who's referring it, of course. But word of mouth, it, it makes a huge difference, Fire especially work. when you have like and, and for, for me, our good clients, they know when they follow directions and when they didn't. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they know. And so they make the referral accordingly. And mm-hmm. half, most of the time when they make that adjustment, say, hey, what did you do? And they're, they've already been telling their friends what they've been doing. So that makes a difference. And so when it comes time for surgery, so uh, word of mouth is important. You can check. Of course, pictures, right? Mm -hmm. You can check for credentials. And for instance, you can go on to the spa associations to check, right? Mm -hmm. For like body contouring and we can get into that kind of thing, right? You can check for consistency. Mm -hmm. Okay. You can check for passion, honestly, like outside of professional things. There are are a lot of people right now in the post-op game getting in because they think the money is good. And there are people who... and, and who don't really have a passion for caring for someone. Mm -hmm. They just want to make the money. And um, I think that matters because I mean, yeah, I went to school with a lot of massage therapists and some are really great. Those were all my study buddies. Hey, (laughs) y'all. And that was, that's your crew. But there's still, there were people who graduated and they got the same education. Right. But I don't know if they're the passion as passion, but now that post-op is like, Bang, and you see so many people. And that's not a problem. That's what our workshops are for. So that you can understand where and what you need to do to be mm-hmm. there for your client. Because it is not... It's not... I mean, I go to sleep thinking about you guys. Yes. You know, I wake <laughs> up thinking about... You know, it's 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 a very um, intertwined, committed type of situation. So those are things that you can look for. But of course, the website, Instagram. Don't always get caught up in how many followers. Yep. Because... That doesn't always it doesn't translate into quality. It, it really does not translate. I know a magnificent surgeons who have very small yep. followings on social media yep. that are excellent. I would also say that when you're looking for a surgeon, 
don't go to the one that has the K behind them at all, you know, behind the number of followers at all times. Mm-hmm. One of my faves here in Chicago, he didn't have that many followers, but he's snatching the girls, you know, like Miami. So now he's got that, <laughs> that following because the girls have found him. But, you know, find the the diamonds in the rough, you know, there are a lot of doctors here doing good work. And sometimes you find them when they're young and they're hungry and you can get that that good price when they get a little bit more popular. That's when you're going to pay 15000 for a BBL. So, but also in addition to what Eunice said, what did you say? I was like, you're right. Um, <laughs> We're going to pay it though. But, um, <laughs> But in addition to what Yuna said, there are also a lot of good groups, not necessarily the surgery groups, but there are groups for lymphatic massage Mm -hmm. professionals that you can add yourself to. And there are directories that you can look for um, in different states. So I have had people hit me up, you know, in my DM, like, hey, I'm in Bufu, Kentucky. Is there someone in my city? And I will actually look for them and try to find someone because sometimes they are hard to find. And a lot of massage therapists are afraid of, you know, they see you have a, a wound or whatever and they don't, they're like, no, I'm, I'm cool. I don't do this. I've had some clients try to go to Massage Envy because they're desperate. That's a big no-no. So they will not take you at Massage Envy or I believe you'll definitely have to sign like some waivers and stuff like that. They do offer it, but we can get into that later. There's a difference between what is considered post-op massage Massage or post-op care versus what is traditional lymphatic Mm -hmm. um, drainage massage or MLD or... And so with that being said, in some more, um, what are they called? Like chain type situations, mm-hmm. they would probably err more on the, on the side of a traditional lymphatic manual lymphatic drainage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you will, you may not get exactly, you, you may get some great, some help there. It may help, but it, it may not necessarily be the contouring type of massage that you're looking mm-hmm. for. When do you ladies suggest that they book their first appointment? After surgery, how soon? to get massaged and before they have their surgery how far out are are you booked? this is like uh, we're like ready to pounce on this question let her go first. okay this is one of my biggest problems do not call me when you are stepping off of a plane asking do i have any availability for the day the answer is going to be no because I book, I'm now booking about six weeks ahead of, of time. At this point, now I have people booking for November, for October. People, someone tried to book for December. I am going to be out because I'm also having surgery of myself again. Mm-hmm. So I would say if you know that you're having surgery, you need to book your post, post-op care as soon as you get your surgery date. Now, I know that there are things that happen. Sometimes states change. I tell people, look, as long as you're on my schedule, we can move that. But Mm -hmm. it is difficult for me to add you onto my schedule when you're coming home on Friday and today is Thursday. So please, as soon as you get your surgery date, (laughs) at least for me, for my sanity, for my anxiety, please book six weeks or more ahead. One of the girls, I think she's actually still here watching. She's in September. I I thanked her. Thank Mm -hmm. you for booking in advance because you saved my anxiety. (laughs) You know, we, Eunice and I talked about this once on our live. It, It really, because we think about you. We, we do. My inbox is full. We have a waiting list of people that we cannot even get to because our schedules, I mean, they're packed and, you know, And it's only you. It's only you only have two hands. It's not you can't hand it off. So, you know, we if even if we can't get to you, you're on my mind. Yeah. So I'll call and be like, hey, are you um (laughs) are you uh, about in Bensonville or something? (laughs) She'll be like, uh no. I'm like, ah, well, lady, she called, she was crying. Right. She's in Bensonville. I'm like, girl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I try. But honestly, it should be at least two to three months, two months minimum, three Mm -hmm. months. If your surgery day gets moved, that's fine. I would rather you try to be proactive yes. and being proactive and mm-hmm. actually get you very you get far. More. You get more in yeah. a sense because 
well, we're not as stressed. Sometimes it's, it's just it's just easier to know where I'm going to be when yeah. I'm, when I'm going to be there. And it also it's a lot easier to set up the schedule that you may want yeah. of two to three times a week. If you mm-hmm. book with me later and I happen to have a little bit of wiggle room, it may not be as consistent. Right. And so what the trend ha- that has been lately is that uh, a lot of ladies are booking with everybody. Mm-hmm. So they're like, I'm going to get two with you. I'm gonna get three over here. Yeah. And I'm going here. And then the, the truth of the matter is that now you're in frantic and panic mode, you know, and so now you're going different places and there's nothing wrong with that. There are some people who I love to work behind mm-hmm. <laughs> some of our, some of our workshop attendees, but there are some people who I'm like, I, I, yeah. And what, then it causes what did they do to you? more mm-hmm. confusion mm-hmm. with the client as well, because the, cons- what the consistent, so there's always more than one way to skin a cat, right? There's one more than one way mm-hmm. to do something. However, what my treatment protocol maybe may not be complementary to mm-hmm. someone else's um, treatment protocol. Not to say that their work won't work. There are some people out here not doing the thing, mm-hmm. but let's just say they're treating, but the people who are doing something, I would prefer either a, that we can talk just like when I'm in the chiropractic world or in the clinical world, I usually would speak to whomever referred the client for massage so that I can actually understand what's going on, especially if they're under care of more than one person. Mm -hmm. And so being able to network with someone is equally as important because with someone whom you're working with, because it's going to be more beneficial to the client. So I say book two to three months in advance for continuity of care. With the same person, preferably. Preferably. Yeah. I can tell you guys here in Houston, I'm very familiar and very close with the person who is doing all of Dr. Young Money's post-op massages and and Dr. Patrick Shu and the Elks Plastic Surgery. And she is booked out to October. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like booked out every hour for seven days a week. She told me the last time I talked to her and she's, so this is happening all over the country. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. Your, your post-op care providers are being booked out in advance. And-, and I think it's a lot of the COVID effects. Everyone is at home and it's the perfect time to get your body done and nobody will ever know. I mean, I am massaging a client and they're on a conference call. They're, they're working. Their kid is in class. You know, it's it's the perfect time to get your it really body done. Is. It yeah. really is. What, how long do you guys think they should wear their compression? I know, I know. In our in <laughs> clinic in practice, we mm-hmm. always recommend six to eight weeks. But I know there's women out there in a year in their faja. Yeah, and after a year, I'm like, what is what is it really doing? Now I. Now, having had a little bit of lipo, I I got a breast augmentation and just a little bit of lipo on the side. I will tell you, I I had, and I got like a Faha bra. I understand now. I get it now. (laughs) Eunice was telling me what to buy on Amazon. I was like, "Mm -hmm, yeah, I didn't buy it. (laughs) We're the worst patients. We really are. (laughs) She was... I snatched that bra off in the middle of the night. I told my doctor, I said, look, I gave you seven days. I can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. I understand how uncomfortable it is. However, I would get upset. I would throw it on the ground and then I would put it back on. Okay. It's a struggle. You got to have it on. Um, It's a struggle. You got to find one that you like. You got to find one that is, you know, I, I tell people at least have two or three, depending on what you're wearing. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't want to wear it because they look like a football player. They don't want to, you know. And yeah, I agree. And you if know, you don't wear it, you're gonna Faha feel doctor. it. If you if it doesn't fit you perfectly, send it over to the Faha doctor. She'll snatch it up. Yes, yes. Go see our girl Diana, the Faha doctor. She's absolutely amazing. Send she it will, in. She will hook you up. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's she's got yeah, the the she's got the game on lock in that arena. Mm-hmm. Um, she'll take it. Doesn't care matter of where it. you are. I'm you so can mail her. it into her. You can. She'll take care the of Faha it. doctor. Call mm-hmm. the doctor. Yeah, call yeah. the doctor. So six to eight weeks is safe, mommy. I, I do want to yeah, add to that. If that's okay. Most people wear compression at some point anyway. Like a lot of people before surgery. So I say in the Faha, six to eight weeks. But if you feel yourself swelling, mm-hmm. 
If you feel like, you know, you're out here binge drinking, put uh-huh. it on. if you put it back on, don't throw it away. Mm-hmm. Don't throw away those phones. Don't throw mm-hmm. away anything. Because A, mm-hmm. you invested in it. People and throw B, away the phones. They throw it away. Like, yeah. oh, it was uh, dirty. I didn't want it. Yeah. And I'm like, girl, mm-hmm. you may need to spot compress. And some people will wear their faha or their waist trainer going further in. But you do still need to allow your body to work. Properly, six to eight weeks is usually ideal. Mm-hmm. If you're getting, if it's done right, I tell you, if it's done right, your booty will be jiggling mm-hmm. and, you know, your waist won't be swelling up like that in six to eight weeks. If it is, if if you're not doing it right, something's not right, you'll be swelling. Right. You're eating. Yeah. And that is mm-hmm. the major thing. That is the main thing. Your body is in recovery mode, y'all. Your body is in recovery mode. So literally anything that you're putting into your mouth, your body is going to react to. You're not drinking water, girl. You're going to be swollen. You're eating a lot of okay, salt. Okay, I'm talking to you. <laughs> I'm talking to you. If you're not drinking water, your body is going to hold mm-hmm. on to the fluid that, and when I say fluid, I mean the edema, the water that's in your tissue. It's going to hold on to it because it thinks you need it. If you're drinking mixed drinks that's sugar in that mixed drink that's inflammation you're gonna swell you're gonna be inflamed i have a couple girls this weekend it's their birthday i said okay you get a little bit of a pass because it's your birthday but i want you drinking water and water is always the issue with people and and look i i'm the first to say i i'm water is a problem for me too i won't say a problem but i'm not gonna i drink my y'all know i drink my starbucks before i drink my water but I know that if I if I don't drink my water, I'm going to be swollen. I knew I had to up amp it up when I, you know, before she saw me uh, for my massages um, after my surgery. Because y'all know how before she got her oh hands on you, know how I feel about water. Mm-hmm. Like, what did you do to yourself? Mm-hmm. You're you're thirsty, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> did you have water today? And they'll be like, um, uh, 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 one one bottle. One bottle, it's four o'clock. What's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. I have one bottle at 3 Mm a.m. You gotta wake up for surgery. (laughs) How is she gonna get all that water in? Mm -hmm. And something that's funny is most people don't realize that most of the time when you're hungry, you're thirsty. Yeah. You're mainly thirsty. You're mainly thirsty. And so, you know, y'all, you you invest in this. It's a lifestyle change. Surgery Mm -hmm. is a lifestyle change. If you're not willing to understand that, and surgery is not for you, mm-hmm. period. So now we did get someone in chat. She said she was told six months. I mean, that's correct. But I also say my answer to a lot of people is listen to your body. People say, How many massages do you think I need? And you know, you could say, you, you could say, Courtney, you know what? I've had five. I think I'm okay. And some people don't want to let me go. Some people don't want to let Eunice go. So it's just depending on what your body is telling you. If you try to go out of your faha half the day after your six week mark and you feel like I can't do it, then, hey, put it back on. Put it back on. So let's say this. If you wouldn't have surgery and you did a total mighty morph and power ranger body morph. okay. so meaning that you had maybe two to three rounds of surgery. Uh, the results of two rounds of surgery and one surgery, you may be in your faha longer because your body's it's going to take longer for you to recover again. You know, it's all, um, there's no set rule, but there's great guidance. Mm -hmm. Six to eight weeks is generally good. Sometimes Dominican dolls do live in their fajas for a while. And Mm -hmm. that's usually because of the nature of the procedure Mm -hmm. and how it was done, you know, mm-hmm. right. So, and that's not to say, I don't want any of our listeners to get c- confused and think that six to eight weeks is just how long their swelling is going to last because no, the, no, your no, no, swelling no. can last up to a year. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Off and on. Off and on. Yep. And you'll know, you'll feel it. If you eat mm-hmm. bad over the weekend, even if you're six months mm-hmm. post-op, you'll feel it. You'll, you'll see it. Put your faha back on. Don't forget to put the faha back on. Right. Don't forget. Okay. <laughs> you out here partying, don't crazy setting. Mm-hmm. Put, it, put it back on. So I, I have a question here about drinking liquor. I don't know if you want, we were going to. So I know we recommend for our patients no drinking up to eight weeks. No drinking mm-hmm. at all. No alcohol. Mm-hmm. No. You try to stay away from sodas. Try to stay away from any sugary drinks. Mm-hmm. High calorie drinks. Kind of just stay away from it. 
drink your water. Yep. Alcohol is going to help you swell. And I don't want to be yep. swollen. Swell hell. Swell hell. So it, it happens every time. <laughs> oh, also because people plan, they plan surgery around their and birthday. And then they think, yeah, around they want to be snatched for a trip. They want to be snatched for their birthday. And that's all great. I love it. But you're not going to be able to celebrate in the same way. The celebration is the body. So what happens mm-hmm. is you go on a trip and then like people try to get in a massage before they go on their trip. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's cool, girl. But look, right. you really should be trying to get in when you get back. You'd be like, let me get in before. So, so what am I doing? You mean? What in. am I doing? Who, you? Yes. What are you doing? <laughs> we celebrate the knee and I'm, we go, uh, I am having my I surgery. Am, <laughs> <laughs> I have surgery the week after her birthday. But that I'm, but see, that's a whole nother thing. I tell people, so I just had this conversation with a client was still speaking about um, alcohol. She's like, well, I'm going to, uh, she's going to a wedding and she's going down South, right? Down there where you are, where the food is delicious. And, mm-hmm. and she's like, it's well, I'm so like, so I know you're going to drink. And then she, uh, they were trying to get her to, you know, step out of her fire, her friends, you know, peer pressure. She's like, girl, you don't need that for a few hours. We all know. And she was, forward thinking enough to know that she that an hour is not going to be enough like she's going to be out of that fire for hours and then she might combine that with a little salty food and combine that with liquor more at least more liquor than water and it's a recipe for swell hell mm-hmm. okay so it's just don't it's, it's not worth it honestly um so if you're really really wanting to get snatched like for your birthday you should do it like three to six months before your birthday mm-hmm. and then at six months then maybe you can step out have a drink and then chase it with some beet juice <laughs> you and your beet juice <laughs> okay side story for everyone so i'm over at uni's house you know and i'm like oh girl what are we drinking now she got the bottle she got the glass and she's like oh girl this is beet juice i'm like beet juice in my soldier boy voice <laughs> I would like the beet juice. I don't drink anymore. Yeah. I stopped drinking okay. completely. So now the beet juice sounds really good. Well, have you, yeah. I mean, I've had beet juice. I like it. Beet juice, lemonade, beet juice, orange juice, beet juice, apple juice, um, fresh beets. They're messy though. I just get the, you know. Yeah. Cause they stain everything, right? They can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, let me tell you guys. When I say we're the worst patients, I know I'm a terrible <laughs> patient because let me tell you my swell hell that I myself caused knowing Uh-oh. I shouldn't have done it. So maybe a week after my surgery, I had a breast reduction and I had a little bit of lipo. I decided to go to a music festival. A week later? A week later. Oh, girl. Uh, maybe maybe seven. It was probably maybe 10 days later. And I was out of... I wore my faja up until my festival outfit. <laughs> and then I took it off. <laughs> it was when I it was when I still drank alcohol. So and I it was hot drank. outside? Was it hot? And it was hot. <laughs> and then it got cold at night. Girl. Um, I was terribly swollen to the point where I was like I can't even put my garment back on like it was so so bad it took weeks it probably took four massages to get mm-hmm. all of that swelling back to where I was right before it so don't be me don't be a mavi no <laughs> yes don't don't do it I actually watched someone's stomach swell like rising bread we were on a cruise and I'm like they're like I'm not and I was like, okay, I ain't working. And um, because I'm on vacation, so don't look at me and stuff. They just we just party, <laughs> party, and stomach's just I was like, yes. okay, the rump. And I was like, girl, what you gonna do about that? Because I'm on vacation. Right. No, I'm just kidding. But I told I want you to put that at least put a waist trainer on for something on you can't, you know. Okay, tell me you guys, I know. Massages aren't supposed to hurt. How come I hear from so many patients that they hurt, that they hurt terribly, that they can't handle it? I know when I had my post-op massages, my massages did not hurt at all. Mm -hmm. Okay. What's going on? People handle pain differently. 
And I would say it's it should not hurt, but it's not going to be the most pleasant, especially day one through seven. I think Eunice, you saw me with day three and mm-hmm. I was calling you all type of names. <laughs> it's not it's not the most pleasant. I tell people to breathe through it because deep breathing also helps me. It helps your lymphatic system, helps you kind of calm down. It is not going to be pleasant. However, if you can just get through it, give me as much time as you can. You're going to feel so much better when you step off the table. For my tummy tuck girls, you're going to be walking a little bit straighter. BBL girl, you're going to definitely feel the difference in you're going to see and feel the difference when you stand up. So I wouldn't say hurt per se, but definitely uncomfortable. But a lot of people handle pain differently. So so there's a lot to that. You know, of course, it's going to be someone's personal pressure. Everyone's pressure is different. Mm-hmm. So again, something that is traditional, like just straight manual lymphatic drainage may not be as painful because I've had people come to me and say, they're all anxious, right? And then mm-hmm. when the it's over, they're like, "Oh my god!" And they would look me just because it didn't hurt because mm-hmm. on you on YouTube and it, it, they say it would hurt. And then I have some ladies now where I'm finding that I, I'm lighter with touch, and they're like, ah, "Oh, ah, oh, oh." Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm like, "Wait a minute now, <laughs> right?" Mixed feedback. Um, then there's also a variant variation in technique where you are in the, in the procedure, how often you took your pain medicine. Are you hydrated? Did you take your faha off an hour before I got there? Uh, are you beginning to swell despite my best efforts due to that? Did you eat well? How aggressive was it? Mm-hmm. The surgery? There's various, and there, yeah, some people just don't take pain well. Mm-hmm. And then also there's some people who think it's supposed to hurt. And honestly, I found that it's a, not a visual thing, but you know, it's like a club getting surgery. So Mm -hmm. some people are like, Ooh, it hurts. And I've had some people where I was doing something. I'm like, this doesn't hurt. And they're like, no. And they like went to this transcendental state. So it it just, I think varies Mm -hmm. right on um, some people. Most of the time it shouldn't really hurt. It will probably be uncomfortable. You should feel better afterwards Mm -hmm. and you should urinate a lot afterwards. Otherwise it may not have been an effective Mm -hmm. session. I think also that there's various techniques um, that people employ. As we talked about right. before, there's no one way to skin a, a, kitty a, cat. a kitty cat, right? So in some instances, there are people who are applying more pressure um, at times. I'm not going to say that it's wrong or right. It, you shouldn't feel like someone is, you shouldn't be, this should not be you a should deep be tissue treated, massage. It, right. It's not a deep tissue massage. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Then also I found that a lot of people, their first massage is after surgery. And so some people have a, mm-hmm. a, a first professional massage. Also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So some people don't really know what it should feel like. What it should period. feel like. For me, deep mm-hmm. tissue, some people hate deep tissue because it's too deep. They say it hurts. It's too hurtful. But if it's done correctly, Trigger point therapy is the best thing that ever happened to you. But, it, you know, so it just depends. But it should not be um, that painful. No, mm-hmm. but it may be uncomfortable. Okay. To Uni's point, when she mentioned the doctor, I've had the same client get multiple rounds. And the first round, they were in no pain whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I saw her the very next day. She had, she had no fluid coming out of incisions. She was talking and we were laughing. We we're, were chatting. She had another round with a different doctor. Mm-hmm. It was totally different story. I could barely touch her. So the aggressiveness of the doctor makes a huge difference in your pain level. How you've prepared preoptively does you know make a difference. Everything that um, Uni said, but definitely I can speak to the doctor and their aggressiveness. That's going to have a huge bearing on how you feeling that's for sure okay i my next question is kind of a touchy one i think in the <laughs> we like it <laughs> faha burn Ooh. what's your opinion on faha burn so i know i don't know if you listened to my episode with the faha doctor but i was telling her that you know i didn't see faha burn before mm-hmm. not often it was not very often that you would see it and even even now, I don't see it. I didn't see it that often in clinic, but I see it more online. And I want to know what y'all think about it. Do you think 
it's from the faja? Do you think it's from overly aggressive lipo? Do you think it's a combination? Sometimes it could be a combo. I've seen some really ugly faja burns. Those are real. Those are really, really real. Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, those are really real. Usually the ones that I have seen have, you see them more at the waist, the, you know, the smallest part of the waist. Get closer to me. So we, we see those a lot. Uh, we see them in the waist, the tummy <laughs> area. Sometimes people are compressing too, too much too soon. And we warn about that, especially in the beginning, because you're numb, right? So you can't feel the pressure of the garment and the ab board and the foam that you put in in your four days post-op. That's unnecessary and you can't feel it. So I, we've seen some ugly stuff, but their lipo burn um, doesn't appear until what, like a week post-op. It, it really depends because, well, this is where we're trying to get more regulation and consistency. Some doctors will tell you not to wear an undershirt. Mm-hmm. Some doctors will tell you to wear an undershirt. Some doctors say do this, do that. Some people don't want to wear on some wear foams directly on the skin. I, it's all going to be contingent upon the quality of the skin. And so I've had to explain to people even further along, they'll ask, are we going to do this treatment or this treatment? I say, if your skin isn't ready, mm-hmm. then I can't do it. And so oftentimes people do not prepare their skin um, pre surgery like they're just worried about after surgery mm-hmm. well have you been drinking water have you been eating your vegetables have you been having your beets because beets increase circulation mm-hmm. have you been um <laughs> have you been exfoliating before have mm-hmm. you done you know have you done your normal leg work because if you did your skin would be in a better shape to take some abrasions right and then you have so I think back to when I start first time I breastfed my oldest daughter. I was so afraid of having chapped nipples that I like was getting it in with <laughs> Okay, I'm like in there, right? I'm prepping, I'm priming because I'm like, that sounds painful, right? Mm-hmm. Chapped this just, just from nursing. Didn't have a problem, right? Um, so I'm just a big fan of doing everything that you can, you know, you want doing the legwork. Yeah. yeah. So then if you take that out of there, then you have, you know, the undershirt. And so some people say no, but in traditional like for like bandaging and for, for post-op bandaging, you would use a cotton base to protect the skin because the skin is compromised, right? So you wouldn't put that foam piece right on the skin because the skin is compromised. It mm-hmm. needs a barrier. There's uh, moisture issues. The foam, there, there's lots of reasons why you could be getting quote unquote faja burn. You could be put in the wrong faja. Yeah. I have a client now who was put in a side zip faja Mm-hmm. And I don't even know why they still make those. I hate those. But that's another situation because <laughs> they just wrinkle up on one side yep. and cause an abrasion for mm-hmm. no reason. For no reason. For no reason. You, so you look good on one side, but the other side, you're going to have like a bulge and it's going to look like this because because of that damn zipper. That side. I hate that side. I hate it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. <laughs> Throw it away. I know the Faha burn is maybe caused by the Faha, maybe caused Maybe it's a combination of things that causes it. It's not just the Baja. I'm telling you guys, I didn't see it often before. Yeah. I didn't see it often. And I, I, you know, the practices that I worked in were, you know, top practices and they were aggressive, but I guess not to the point where we would see any, anything like that lipo burn or faja burn yeah also i noticed we, we talked about this in our class not yeah, to talk about with plastic surgery be so being so readily available to everyone i got i have no problem with junk food i have no problem with you know all those but there are people who may like they would in the past you would be denied cosmetic surgery if you were not a good candidate mm-hmm. but there are so many people now who may not in the past have been candidates you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and then basically they're out, you know, having plastic surgery. And I think the thing is now that they're going, they have the opportunity to go out of the country and now it's more readily mm-hmm. available out of the country. If they get a denial here in the U S they just go somewhere else. Yep. They go right to the mm-hmm. ER. I've seen it. Yes. Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it. In, I've seen it in person <laughs> with patients who have seen me mm-hmm. and I've turned them down. And then I see them because they follow me on Instagram. I'll see them now, you know, 
six months later, they have a completely new body and it's because they went down to the DR. Mommy, I just had a, a thought when, um, when I think about it, because most ladies, when they go to the DR, they're down there for somewhere between 10 days. And this is in no way a slam on the DR, but just take all these things into consideration, right? That they're down there for 10 days and they're washing with baby wipes. Mm-hmm. Right. They're usually in such bad shape. They're not, they're probably not really moisturizing their skin. And as we just, you know, figured out, they may not even have been good candidates here and they went there. So maybe skin wasn't a top priority or health or whatever the factors are why they were denied surgery here. You know what I'm saying? Those factors contribute to your skin being that it's the largest organ in, in the body. And so if you take all those things into consideration, I have had people who come back from the Dominican and I'm like, and then they use cavitation and ultrasound devices down there sooner. Mm-hmm. And then they come back looking like, what I say, hot dogs in the microwave. Yep. Like they come back with nuked skin and it, it, it's, it's upsetting, but you have to do your own work. There's nothing wrong with going to the Dominican, but you just better prep prime. I mean, it depends on who you ask and what doctors. There are a lot of practices, you know, but I personally will, will stay in the States. My personal preference is always going to be to do what's safest. And I will always advocate to do whatever is the safest. And the safest would be to stay in your home country and have your procedure where you can recover, where you can readily see your physician if you have a complication and you're not Mm -hmm. having to call and, you know, try to figure out if you have an infection and now who's going to take care of you. Now you have extra cost, extra cost that could have been avoided. And I, I always, I always, we, we talked about this as well. We have clients that go to certain places and you have a complication and you go to the emergency room. They're going to say, oh, you had surgery where? Yeah, here's a Tylenol, you know, so they're not going to take you. It's a liability issue at this point. I've, I know so I've seen be, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we have seen it. I've had patients yeah. come in from out of the country with wounds, mm-hmm. wounds uh-huh. large wounds that they cannot get to close. And it's been like six months and they've just been trying to care for it at home. And now they're finally, you know, in our emergency room, getting, you know, calling the plastic surgeons that are on call, trying to figure out how is this patient going to be taken care of? You can almost fit your fist in her abdomen. And those are the complications that a lot of patients don't know. The hospitals here, Mm -hmm. the hospitals here, we see complications from out of town surgeries. We see, you know, BBL infections. We see abdomens that are opening up full of infection that have to be reopened and, you know, cleaned and debrided, drained and and redone. And, you know, when, when you're on your plastic surgery journey, Make sure that you're doing your homework and please, please take every single factor into consideration. I know you might feel like mm-hmm. this is safest. And not necessarily the cost. I'm sorry, Mavi, but some some people, to some people, it's just the cost. They're like, oh, I can get all this done for $3,500. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm going. Sometimes it's $3,500 for a reason. Mm-hmm. So if it's, if it's my body and it's my life, you know. Well, I just thought if I'm going to spend 3500 there, then, well, I just, everyone thinks differently, right? If here's mm-hmm. going to, let's say here's maybe 12000 but you could go here for 3500 you're going to spend about five. I would say saving three is a win. So then book your massages before. So then take care of yourself before, get mm-hmm. some pre-op massages before, you know what I'm saying? Buy some organic food a few months before. <laughs> you know, like you got a pregame for these things. If you're going to take something, uh, if you're going to be risky, you have to do as much. And, th- and there are some people who come back from the Dominican, they look beautiful and they're great and they're thriving. But there are some people who go and unfortunately, because of the price, you're, you see various types of complications because the price is cheap and the... um not to say the quality is low, but when the price is cheap on something and it's it's over, they're overbooked. Overbooked. No way. Well, yeah, I was going to use an economy uh, oh. situation there, but basically, when the demand is high, you know, the supply is high, the cost generally goes, you know, lower, except for in 
capitalism. But anyway, uh, <laughs> a, a lesson here. But no, uh, usually the you know the quality may be compromised. So it's just something to look look out for. You know, I tell my patients, you guys, be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself. Are you healthy? Do you ha- are you struggling with diabetes? Mm-hmm. Do you have high blood pressure? You know, these are if you're if you were turned down here in the States because of health issues or if your BMI was too high, you know, they're turning you down for a reason and it's safety. It's a safety mm-hmm. reason. So, you know, the that price might be attractive. And if you're healthy, you know, young, vibrant. OK, you know, do your research, do your homework, make sure you're doing all the right steps. But if you are, you know, older, your health is not perfect and you're overweight i personally would not take those Mm -hmm. chances to travel out of the country with you know risk factors Mm -hmm. i have someone here who says that you know they're they agree at the real miss smith my girl paid 2500 they didn't perform tests or anything she had blood pressure issues and all that but they didn't care and so you know that's yeah I know in, we had a, an episode, I believe I the financing episode where we were talking about, okay, mm-hmm. you want to have this done. You've decided you want to get some body work. Now, how are you going to pay for it? And that's where I had our care credit rep come talk to us. Let's see. I'm, I want to help, you know, if women don't know that they can afford financing or they can get financing. We went over finance uh, requirements, mm-hmm. you know, they have interest free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's safer, you know. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. Exactly. Yeah. Fire their fireworks in the that. background. Hey, we all know it's almost <laughs> July Fourth, and I'm we're on the Indiana border here. <laughs> I'm so glad you guys came on with me today. I think we talked a lot about a lot of really good stuff. We did. We did. We did. And do you guys want to tell us about your workshop? Yeah. I will let Courtney go. No, you. I talk too much. You no, said I talk too our, much. We have our second workshop, and it will be was July tenth. Mm-hmm. And we're um, excited. We're excited. It's basically post op one hundred and one, and we teach you the basics, the fundamentals. It is for allied healthcare providers. Okay, those are individuals who are looking to possibly segue into a post op career, and it's all the information that we kind of had to put together on our own plus some solid research given to you guys in, in a nice bundle. And this will be our, let's see, we're, we're adding to it, but it's a great class. Mm-hmm. And we got positive feedback last time. Mm-hmm. And I think we have a few more spots left. We do. We have a few time. more. Um, we kind of keep it minimal just because I guess it's still COVID season, but we keep it minimal so it could be super interactive. We have a lot of fun, a lot of good discussions. We go off script all day long. <laughs> <laughs> I think that so, happens. Um, it's a lot of fun. So July 10th, um, we're going to be at a, there's a neighborhood in Chicago called Bronzeville. Super cute. We have a really beautiful gray stone that we got. So we can't wait for our attendees to come and um, it's going to be dope. Yeah. Well, you know what? We go off script, but the stories are what's what's really real because <laughs> yeah. you learn so much from real life from stories. real life stories. Not and I have plenty information thrown at you. I think that's the part that people value the most about the workshop mm-hmm. because we that's over. great. And I'm so happy, and I'm so proud of you guys. Thank, Thank you. you. This is this is innovative. Of you know, I know the Faha doctor and I have talked about it. Now, you guys, this post op care niche is growing. And I'm so glad that there's professionals who have been in the game for a long time, you know, willing to teach those younger providers who are just trying, you know, they're hungry yeah, and they're mm-hmm. just trying to get in there and they're trying to help and they're trying to figure it out. And this is perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I, I love your platform. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. You know, anytime, reach out to me. Y'all want to talk about something? Let's talk about it. Yes, what I want is to... You know, I one day wanted, we should do an episode where we talk about like just crazy stories, like crazy post op stories. Oh like my the god, people I that have we meet so and stuff many. like that. Maybe we should do one in October, like for Halloween. Oh yeah. yes, that sounds great. Tales from the butt, booty sack. Tales from the booty, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Let's plan for that a Halloween mm. special. <laughs> Tell us about your booty. 
<laughs> your booty. Booty. <laughs> I'm dead. I am dead. Sorry. Funny mom joke. I got it. That's what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I, you guys, I didn't talk to you all about Bruce Juice. Yes. Yes. Eunice and Courtney know about it, but it's still, this is my sample. Yes. I haven't. We need it's it. It's not out to market yet, but Bruise Juice is the product that I formulated to help your bruising and swelling go down after surgery. So my product will be in Courtney and Eunice's hands here soon. And they're going to give us their feedback. And I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Yes, I can't wait. I've had a few patients who have been trying it for me. And she is post-op day five and her bruising is almost completely gone. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where she's been applying. So she applied and she didn't apply in in her some parts and she applied in other parts. And you can mm-hmm. see a difference where she applied and where she didn't apply. Because for okay. her, she's like, I want to be in a bathing suit in six weeks and I want to get this, you know, done. So I can't wait for you guys to have this in your hands and give me your feedback. Try it on your clients. Get it. Love it. I can't wait. <laughs> Did All right, that's you? it, you guys. <laughs> Thank you, Courtney and Eunice, Thank for coming for on with me. Us. I can't wait for our October episode. It's going to be epic. Yes. yes. <laughs> and fun. I can't wait. I know the patients like to hear the horror stories. Oh, my God. All the time. Mm-hmm. The good, the bad, the ugly. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll wear a costume. I don't know. Hey, I'm I like hey, the costume idea. Treat. <laughs> yeah. Well, Bobby, it's been a slice. <laughs> I, I can't wait to see you again. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I would like to end this episode with a huge thank you to all of our listeners. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to subscribe to Big Butts No Lies Podcast and follow us on Instagram at Big Butts No Lies Podcast. If you have a topic you want me to cover, please send it to the DM. If you know anyone on their plastic surgery journey, be sure to recommend them the show. You can also visit us on our website, bigbuttsnolies.com. You'll see the online surgical recovery store. We're adding new items all the time. If there's something you think I need to have on there, send me a DM. (laughs) Don't forget to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget, new episodes every Monday. I'll see you then.